the power of death and life is in the tongue. That is Christian-based, but that's also life-based, whether you're Christian or not. If you speak life, which is these things are happening for me, not to me, or the reverse, if you believe that everything is awful, everything's going wrong, then everything is going to look like it's going wrong. But if you believe everything is going right, even when it's not, all of a sudden you can come up with reasons why everything is going right. Welcome to the Mentally Shredded Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Whedon. Having lived through the lows of depression and anxiety myself, I reestablished my foundation by focusing on four pillars, mental, physical, spiritual, and financial well-being, and I'm here to help you do the same. My guests and I will share our journey with you, stories of triumph, and personal development tools to empower you to live a life without limits. As ambitious people, we know what it's like to face challenges. We're not meant to do this life alone. I'm here to help you take your power back. What's up, everyone? This is the Mentally Shredded Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whedon, and we are here today with Stephen Pemberton. What's going on, Stephen? Not a whole lot. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to, to be here. I'm excited to just be open and authentic. I just want to give you the keys, ask anything you want, because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the journey I've been on. And if that can impact anybody, that's what it's all about. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Stephen actually reached out to me, uh, reached out to our podcast back when it was under the Iron Sharpens Iron brand. And I kept delaying it. I was like, yeah, man, we're going to have you on. Um, so I'm actually really grateful for your flexibility and glad to have you on finally. So I know that you've helped businesses grow um, into six-figure companies. I know you're big in your faith. I know you have your own personal uh, challenges and um, wins as well with mental health. And so we kind of just want to dive into all of that to understand who Stephen is today, how you became the loving, faithful husband and father that you are, and the tools that you have in your arsenal that you use on a day-to-day basis. So uh, let's start with um, where you're located and kind of how you came across the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast and what you feel your value add can be. Uh, so that's a lot, especially with the last part, with the value add part. We'd be here all day. But <laughs> the, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where the Lord so lovingly brought us a few months ago. We were in Tennessee before that, actually in my original hometown, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I've moved around all over the place, so it's been kind of crazy. But Tulsa, Oklahoma is where he brought us. We're here on assignment. We're here for a reason. Man, there's so much that the Lord has done, especially when you like when you when you're talking about the iron sharpens iron. I just loved what you guys were talking about. For me, it's yeah, business is cool. Like been able to to generate about three million dollars of online sales in four years, and that was before we came into the business we're in now. Cool, awesome. By the world standards, real cool. But honestly, the biggest part of it all is faith. Faith is a cornerstone to everything that I do. It's a cornerstone to everything that we do. Even in our business now, we may not be labeled as a as a kingdom business or kingdom entrepreneur and all those things. But just because we we want to be all inclusive, we want to represent to people who may not get presented to. 
And I think that that's a big, really important factor, especially when you're talking about value add. That's one of the biggest areas that I've seen for me personally to be able to, to represent God to people is in business. There's been Jewish people I've spoken to. There's been people that have that have alternate lifestyles that I've been able to speak to. There's been the people, the the multimillionaires, the billionaires that I've been able to speak to that they may not ever go to church. They may not ever hear a sermon on Jesus, but they got to meet me. So I want to live a life that is first and foremost a reflection of the one that I believe created me, a reflection of the one who loves me so much that he's kept me around for a little bit. And so that's, that's been the biggest value add in my life is just being able to represent to the business world because he's put me in rooms that to be completely honest, like saying 3 million in four years, online sales is cool to most people. But for these people, like one dude's got 1.8 billion under investment, I'm pretty sure 3 million means like nothing. So (laughs) it's just about standing strong in those rooms and realizing that if God opened the door for you to be there, a, he's already there. It says that he goes before you. And secondly, is he lives inside of you if you're saved. So everywhere you go, there he is. So I just remember that I'm on assignment anytime he opens the door. And I'm just thankful for any time I get to just show God and show Christ to people. Because every call I'm on, this painting is in the background. And most people will miss it. But I mean, it's literally a lion and lamb. And there's a cross right there in the middle of it. Because that is the cornerstone to everything. This cornerstone to my business, cornerstone to my family. The way that I love my wife, the way that I love my son, all of it. It evolves around Christ. I love that. I love that. Uh, there's a couple things that I was listening to and was able to take away. One, you keep saying represent, which I love. And I assume you you may go to Mike Todd's church. If Facts. That's why we're here. Fact? Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Because I was like, you keep saying represent. I know I've heard that before. That's awesome. And then also just with growing the business, understanding that, yes, it's cool to succeed, it's cool to win, but the why behind it, who you're doing it for. And then understanding, I love that you said, yeah, we've done 3 million in sales, but I'm in rooms with people that that's like chump change too. So having the tools, and we'll talk about this here in a second, to understand and believe like I'm here for a reason, right? And it's not not comparing where you are to other people, but you can learn from them as much as they can learn from you. Yes. What are some of the tools that you learned and developed over the years that allowed you to be in rooms like this and scale your business to where you scaled it? Man, so I would say the it's going to sound cheesy, but it is honestly the truth. the The thing I've learned in business, and especially the more times I've spoken to multimillionaires and up is the simplest answer is typically the right one. So often, especially when we're getting started, we tend to overcomplicate things. So to demystify it, getting in the Bible and just understanding and just starting in Matthew and getting a grasp on who the character of, what is the character of God? Because that, if you begin to emulate that, things in your life just start to fall into place. That's how it was when I first quit my corporate job back in 2020. I was at that time, I was addicted to pornography. I was overeating, playing video games like eight to 10 hours a day while trying to build a business. I was doing everything to kind of just self-destruct and to self-soothe. And God still spoke to me just because I was willing enough to explore what's his character. And once I started seeing that, you know, God is love, it says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. 
and to love others as you love yourself, but you have to love yourself. If you don't love yourself, how can you love anyone else? Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is by actually understanding the character of God. That's where I started. And then practically, when you talk about business side, is I just got I just got to it. <laughs> we when I quit my corporate job, we had a business already doing that did a million the year before in gross sales, but it only brought home a hundred thousand. And then we had a partner, so you split that two ways. It was fifty thousand. I was making more in corporate than I was in that business. Almost nineteen thousand transactions, six employees to do more working a job and just punching in and punching out. And I, I always want to share that authentically because I don't want people who have never been there to sit there and look at that success and be like, oh, that's unachievable. I can never make that kind of money. It's You can make that kind of money working a job, just plain and simple. And never underestimate the power of where you're at. So many times, especially if I speak from my point of view, I think, oh, man, I, I'm just not there. I don't have their skill sets. I don't have that that kind of resources. So who, who can I help? But if you start where you are, there's so much power in what you can learn and how you can progress from there. That's what I did in my corporate job. I, I was able to go from, I walked in the door, working in a warehouse job, working 16 to 21 hours a day. And I was able to go into mid management. I was up for a hundred thousand dollar raise and I gave that all up because the Lord told me to quit. And I came home <laughs> into our business. But I'll, I say all that to say that I use the skill sets I learned there, implemented it in our business. And then as you continue to progress, just really spend the time, find who works for you and listen to them as far as in the business realm, if that's something that you're interested in and just apply it. The same thing with the Bible. If you just read the Bible and don't apply anything, then it's just a good book. I, I'm sorry. like it, it is. It's just a good book. But if you apply those things, that's when your life changes. Same thing in business. You start hearing about skill sets, start hearing about how this can change your life, change your business. It's not going to change anything unless you apply it. And then for you, for each person, it's individually different. The way that it works for me may not work for you, but there's so much power in just applying it and trying it. That's why my my favorite phrase is just try. That's why I tell my son all the time. He'll be like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. And so did, did you try? I didn't say, did you succeed? Like, did you try? Because if he tries, that's where his breakthroughs can begin because he it makes him think, okay, this didn't work, but let's try this. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. But that's how business is. Business is not clear cut. Success is not clear cut behind every single major success is a graveyard of failures and being able to realize that even if that vehicle failed, you didn't fail. You're not a failure just because something didn't work. Just that vehicle didn't work for you. And that was one of those big shifts for me because we had failed in business early. I was 20. My wife was 19. Our son came along six months later and we went into business together. Uh, It was an MLM. I quit my job. We went all in had no skills and had no money. So we lost everything real quick and had to move into a basement with the spiders, the size of head crawlers off of aliens. And those things terrified me, man. But (laughs) the, the whole, it, it took me years. Like if you guys are listening to me, it took me five and a half years from that moment. Actually it took me six years from that moment to be able to step into business again. I could have avoided six years if I just would have realized that that thing failed. I didn't fail. I'm not a failure because it didn't work. But so often I've seen people label themselves something just because of an experience. It's a one-time experience. It doesn't mean that's who you are forever. And it, it hurts my heart and it hurts my soul to see people label themselves as failure or label themselves as less than because of what's happened to them in their life. That's just a moment. That's just an experience. You got to remember who God calls you to be, who he says you are. Like we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. We are grafted into the family. 
So that means we are royalty. And if you can remember that, even if your present circumstances don't feel good and look good, that's when you can realize, wait, there's more for me than just this one moment in time. Looking for a consulting firm that can help your organization achieve its full potential? Look no further than Deck Leadership. With over 25 years of experience in NASCAR, founders Mike Metcalf and Sean Pete know what it takes to lead high-performing teams. They can help you uncover opportunities for diversity, efficiency, culture, and kindness, all while inspiring human brilliance. And if they can lead pit crews that can change four tires and fill 18 gallons of gas in less than 12 seconds, just imagine what they can do for your organization. Visit www.deckleadership.com for more information. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're instilling all of this in your son now at an early age. Just the simple fact of effort, faith, walking by faith, not by sight, but the effort, the work is what is blessed, right? Like faith is action. And so a lot of people forget that. They, yep. they pray and they pray and they pray and then they sit. And it's like, nothing's going to happen. It's not like a, a magic wish. We rub a genie in a bottle and we're like, okay, I pray for this or I wish for this. And, and there it is. No, like it takes work. And I love that you said overcoming the failure doesn't mean that I'm a failure. Like you're going to fail, but overcoming yep. it just means that you're an overcomer, right? That's what I took from what you just said is, I'm still here, meaning I still made it through whatever circumstances, whatever struggles we face. That could be financially, it could be spiritually, it could be mentally, physically, whatever. Are you still here today? Did you make it through yesterday and are you hearing this today? Because if you are, you're an overcomer. So put on this new armor and let's fight to win another day, right? So I love, I love that perspective. And I appreciate you sharing that. I know that after doing a little bit of research on your on your uh, social media page, you have also had your battles with mental health, as I have. Oh yeah. And so I just want to touch on what depression, anxiety. You mentioned even addiction. Like, what did you do to get where you are now? Right? Because listening to you talk. People are going to hear this and they're going to say, well, I opened the Bible and I prayed about it and that's that was it. Right. For yep. some people, that's not going to correlate or or make sense. And I completely understand. It's very difficult to pray away certain things if you're not applying the tools to what you have. Right. So or to where you are today. So what are some of the things that you did to overcome that anxiety, depression? Um, that addiction, and then what can other people do in order to add some of those things to their arsenal? Yeah, I love that. And for me, I've been a big advocate for especially men's mental health, for especially growing up, like my dad never told me he loved me, never told me he was proud of me, never hugged me, none of that. And so that's what I took into my life in my adult years was that that's who I had to be. I got to be strong all the time, no emotions, can't cry, all that. So whenever we had this big experience with losing everything and moving into the basement, everything, that, that whole facade, that whole charade completely went away because I felt like an absolute failure because I was the sole breadwinner at that time. I quit my job and 
it cost us everything, at least in my mind. And so I'm sitting there in this basement. Of course, in this basement, there was no windows. So it was just dark all the time. And I was depressed, felt like an absolute failure as a husband and a father. Got to the point where we had to go to Walmart and get those clearance carrots, the the ones they're about to throw out the back door. We had to get those and puree them so that way our son could have food. And I just remember being in that time. This is something I want to speak to everyone who feels who has ever felt suicidal or maybe you're depressed because I've been both of those multiple times. Is just realize that you're only here for a minute. You're only here for a moment. Even if that moment is six months, a year, that's only a snapshot of your life. That is not your whole life. There is going to come a time when day breaks. Maybe you're at midnight right now. And I know we hear that, but this is the darkest moment of your life. Just understand that there are people who love you, that there are people there for you. And on top of that is you will see the sun rise again as long as you don't give up. So often the enemy tries to convince us that right now this is it. Like it's done. Your life's over. But the enemy's a liar. Like we see that all throughout scripture. Yeah. But a practical thing, too, is even in that moment, at that time, I just had to go watch stuff that was funny to me. I was watching people play video games online and just get scared. And it was hilarious to me. And it, it brought joy. And that helped me get out of my own way. As I progressed, especially when it came to pornography, pornography was not because I thought my wife was ugly. Pornography, I was watching that to comfort myself. It was almost like a pacifier because I thought there were so many stresses of life. That was the one thing that the enemy used since the age of seven to just distort my view of the of God, distort my view of other people and especially of women. And that became my way of self-soothing. And the way that I was able to walk through that, A, the grace of God, and, uh, and you'll understand that here in a second. But whenever there was a, a sermon that came on from Pastor Mike, and it was called The Compromise of Pornography, and we watched it together. This time, At this time, we were living in East Texas. And after, at the very end, he just said, hey, if you're a guy and you're walking through this and you have a significant other, you need to tell him. And so after the service, I, I just turned to my wife and I said, hey, this is what I'm battling with. She had no idea. She had never caught me. She had never seen nothing like she had no idea. But the beautiful thing is, and why I say the grace of God is because she showed me grace. Was she hurt? Yes, it destroyed her for a little bit, but she gave me grace to be able to walk out of it. And in that time, I, it wasn't like I just got touched by an angel and all of a sudden I was 100 percent healed. Like it took I, I was 27 at the time that that came that I was able to reveal that to her. So it was only a couple of years ago. And it took me a while just to even walk all the way out. Like it took me 20 years to walk in this thing. It's going to take me a minute to walk out. But she showed me grace. And what ended up happening was, yeah, I went from watching porn every day to maybe it was once a week and then it was once a month. And then it went to where I wasn't masturbating at all. And it was just I was looking at some stuff. Then it went from being porn to something else. But it was just progression. And yeah, did she see it? Yeah. Did it hurt her? Yes. But she always prayed and said, God will deal with him. And he did until the point where I was able to walk free. And that was the that's my encouragement to anyone who may be in that phase is just acknowledge the small wins. Acknowledge that, hey, it's been a week. I haven't looked at it. Hey, it's been two weeks. I haven't looked at it. It's been a month. It's been two months. It's been a year and acknowledge it, but also keep your focus on the Lord. It's not about a win streak that's sitting in Call of Duty. But it is about acknowledging your wins because that's how you progress because it feels because you your mind is looking for those dopamine hits. That's why you're turning to that anyways. So if you can celebrate not turning to it, it's going to empower you to stay away from it. 
And at the end of the day, you're going to see your relationships be healed. You're going to have you have a better point of view on the people around you. You're going to have better conversations with people because pornography is just a gateway to things that are trying to steal your purpose from your life. So just know that there is more for you. Just know that if you're depressed, suicidal, any of that, it's just a moment. If you're walking through an addiction, you can walk out of it. It is possible. I am living proof that you can do it. It just takes time and an understanding that it's not overnight. And do not destroy yourself if you mess up. If you have a, a moment of, of weakness, awesome. Repent. Mercies are new every day. If mercies were not new every day, maybe the conversation would be different. But <laughs> mercies are new. I've needed it every single day. So just know that he is there for you every day. He's okay with you messing up. He just wants you to try. Yeah. To that point, overcoming challenges yet again, right? And I hear also grace, showing yourself grace, but having standards, showing having grace with standards. So saying, yes, this is the standard I'm trying to get. I'm trying to remove these addictions. Not trying, but I'm going to remove these addictions. Yep. And if I fall short, it's okay. You know what? Like, hey, I'm sorry. I repent. You can go to prayer. Whatever it is that you believe, figure out if it is, if you are a Christian, you already know what to do. You know it's time to repent. You need to pray about this and pray that God removes this from you so that you can move forward and become all that he's called you and created you to be. If you are not a Christian, Figure out what whatever you need to do in order to overcome this addiction, right? I say that there have been moments in my life where I've fallen short of the standards that I have for myself. And yeah, it's so easy. We're our worst critics, right? So it's so easy to just beat ourselves up. But I do have to show myself grace because I know tomorrow is a completely new day. And if I'm beating myself up right now into tomorrow... Well, it's going to be much easier for me to fall short again and then yep. start and and that starts developing that cycle where you're just like how do I get out of this and anxiety, depression, all of those things. And so by adding these tools of hey, how do I put my armor on to fight against the attacks, right? Like am I what am I pouring in to make sure that when the world does start attacking with all these images and songs or whatever the heck yep. that I am prepared for whatever attacks may come. Yeah, absolutely. That. And that's a, that's a part too. That's been a progression is now it's really about protecting the gates. So for those of you who don't know what the gates are, that's eyes, ears, mouth. So really protecting those gates has been vitally important. What well, we are very hyper aware about what we watch, what we listen to and what we say. And I wouldn't say what we eat, like we're working on that one. Lord's working us on, on and eating, but the, especially with eyes and ears is if you are walking out of, because especially for men, we're very visual. So if you're walking out of pornography, you might want to practically, for me, I had to delete Instagram for almost a year. Like mm. Instagram, I couldn't get on TikTok. There was just, because literally the very first time I got on TikTok was after I walked out of pornography. The first thing I see is something I shouldn't see. And I'm just like, I just downloaded this. So I don't know what's going on. So I immediately just deleted it again. But that's that's how it works. And that's even like even right now, I don't have Instagram on my phone. I do it. I have it on my computer and I only get on there to message when it comes to business. That's it. Hmm. And the reason why is because I walked out of it, but I don't trust myself. Yeah. 
Like, period. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm ever strong enough in my own willpower to make things happen. I'm, I'm not that dude. I'm, I'm giving that to God and saying, hey, God, this is I, I, I boast in my weakness. Right. That's what you said. So I'm, I'm weak here. So I'm not going to put myself in a position where it's like, no, I'm strong. I'm sit here and, and look at, at women at the yeah. beach. I'm good. It's like, not why, but but why? That's like putting your hand above the the stovetop and saying it ain't going to burn me. It's like, you know, eventually you're going to get burned. Exactly. So don't play games with it. So that's yeah. just me. That's my practical steps. And that's like, if you, I have a friend who he had to walk out of drugs. And so what was a practical thing he had to do? He had to separate himself from that friend group. You can't hang out with the same friends that are sitting there smoking weed every day and just be like, oh, I'm good. The Lord has changed me. It's like, dude, we are sin-filled creatures. Yeah. Our flesh is loud. We were born sinful. We're great. Eventually, you put yourself in the fire long enough, you're going to get burned. Yeah, you're the sum of the five. So if you continue to yep. hang out with people moving in a direction you don't want to be in, guarantee you're going to start doing exactly doing, speaking, walking, talking, all of the things just like that group, even if at this present moment, you're not doing it, it's going to happen. Yes. It's going to happen. So I'm curious, I know you you mentioned on Instagram that you've struggled with depression, anxiety since you were about eight years old. What has that been like, this journey of mental health been like for you? And I know you're, you're a mental health advocate as well. So uh, let's just talk about some of the things that you do even today that help combat the negative self-talk or help combat or fight against those moments where you could fall right back into depression and, and fight those anxieties of day to day. Yeah, I mean, with that is, man, for me, the biggest thing I do every day is for me, it's very important to just pray. Like I wake up immediately, pray, get in the word. I just want to get grounded before I start my day. And then there's there's life happens, right? So for me, practically is in the middle of my day, I carve out time. I don't care how busy I am to just sit with God. Like I just meditate on his word. I just pray, sit there, listen to soaking worship music with my headphones on. And even if, I, if I'm out and about and I sit there and I start doubting who I am, because there's a, a very pivotal moment in my life that led us to be here, that it was actually Pastor Mike spoke into me, spoke over me in front of 4,000 people, got it on video and everything. But there, I have it as a wallpaper. So anytime that I forget who I'm called to be, I just click it and I just look. It's like, this is who I'm called to be. That's why there's a line behind me is because that's who I'm called to be. Mm. It's not just because I think it's cool. It is cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's cool. But it's also who I'm called to be. I'm called to be this in business. I'm called to be aligned to this generation. So it's like, I just have to remember who God has called me to be. Because when I get caught up, and this this is recent, like I'm, I'm being open with you guys, is that it was even up until today, there was some moments in my life where there it's like, man, things are going the way I wanted them to. It doesn't feel right. They, and when I realized that I was going, had all this stress on me, my chest was tied, all these things, and then anxiety and all of a sudden, my flesh wants to go look at porn again. It's like, it's been months. Why is all this happening right now? I realize it's because I'm trying to, I believe that my life was my own instead of relinquishing control. Like I got it. I had to give control back to the king, to the creator. I had to give it back to him and say, hey, you got to You got to take it. Because right now with me trying to carry it, it's too heavy. The burden that I'm carrying is too heavy. And it says that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So I cast that thing down. But even in that practical is just being able to go back to who he's called me to be. For those of you who aren't Christians that are watching this, 
find something that reminds you of who you are, because you may be going through moments that are counterproductive to who you believe that you are and who you believe that you're supposed to be. Like just because you made a mistake doesn't mean that you're not going to walk free of an addiction. Just remember, this is who I am. I like, call yourself higher. Say I'm, I'm free from addiction. I'm free from pornography. I'm free from drug addiction. Like I am happy again. I have joy. I'm a loving husband. I'm a loving father. Like people love being around me. Even if you have no friends yet, call yourself higher. People want to be around me. People enjoy being in my space. Like just calling yourself higher pulls you out of that darkness that you're in. And once you speak to yourself long enough, it, your brain will start to believe it. And especially if you start taking action, if you speak it and don't take any action, you're still going to be stuck. But if you speak it and take action with it, you're going to move into a whole different hemisphere because you're going to believe it. You speak it enough, you're going to believe it. That's why the power of death and life is in the tongue. That is Christian based, but that's also life based. Whether you're Christian or not, if you speak life, which is these things are happening for me, not to me, or the reverse, if you believe that everything is awful, everything's going wrong, then everything is going to look like it's going wrong. But if you believe everything is going right, even when it's not, all of a sudden you can come up with reasons why everything is going right. So just mind your languaging. Languaging yeah. shifts everything. Because when you're in a darkness, at least for me, when I was in the darkness, it was easy to convince myself I was going to be there forever. But now I can be in a dark spot for a day and get out of it because I can speak and call myself out of it. I call myself higher. I just changed my languaging. And yeah. I'm very careful who I'm around. Because if you're around like-minded people in a dark place, like all of them are in a dark spot, you're all going to keep each other in the darkness. It says that misery loves company. So you got to find some of the five people you're around. Find people. When one of you is down, the other four can pull you out. And then when they're down, you can pull them out. But you got to find the right friend group. I agree with that 1,000%. One, what are we speaking to ourselves? What is our self-talk like? What is our habits on a day-to-day -day, uh, basis like? When you wake up, you dive right in the word, right? So you're already starting to pour in positivity. I tell people that the things that you can control first and last are what you see and hear and pour in at night and in the morning. That's all yep. we can control. Everything else... As soon as you leave your home, be ready for attacks. Be ready for whatever the world in that day is going to bring. So we have to put our armor on, I like to call it, with pouring into yourself and building yourself up. So as we come to a close here, I want you to finish this sentence for me. And I, I love that you kind of led us right into this. So finish this sentence for me. I am blank oh i think honestly if if i'm real honest the answer to that question is just in the beginning like i am because for for two reasons one is when moses asked who do i say sent me the god in the burning bushes i am it when uh my son was actually reciting scripture earlier today and he said it, this was Jesus talking to the disciples. He, he said, who do they say that I am? But he said in that script, in that who he is, he says, I am. And I think that one of the big things that I've learned is we're not supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be. So if I'm just supposed to be and he controls the rest and he leads me into it, then I am. If God lives in me, then I am. He was in that bush and he was, 
he is forever and always and will always be the same. He is. So the answer to my to that is I am because I'm just going to rest in him and I'm just going to be. I love that. I love that. Man, Stephen, thank you for being a part of this episode with us. I know people are able to take value. And so I, I want to thank you first and foremost for adding value. This is exactly what we needed. And I look forward to just continuing to get to know you, follow you on social media. I do believe you and your wife are going to do amazing things. And I can't wait to just be a part of that journey with you. So uh, where can we find you guys on social media or, or your business page? So if you want to look at the business, holoco.com forward slash challenge builders, that's where you can learn everything about us as far as a company goes. If you want to learn more about me, go to, you can find me on Instagram, Stephen K. Pemberton right there, or Stephen Pemberton on Facebook. Those are the two easiest ones, Stephen Pemberton on LinkedIn. Just look for the dude who kind of looks like Aquaman, uh, Jason Momoa, and his name is Steven. That's probably me. If not, then send send me a screenshot. I'd love to see who, who else this is. But the those are the best places. And honestly, for anyone who I, I offer my time for free just because I want to help people. Like I actually give away 30 minutes of my time just to help people. So it's like if that interests anyone at all, hit me up on social media. I will talk to you. That's not my top sales guy. That's not a VA. That's not a AI. Might be in the future, but it's not right now. That's me. So by all means, if you have questions, concerns, anything that I said you resonated with, anything I said that you maybe didn't agree with, by all means, hit me up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, so grateful for this community that we are building here at Mentally Shredded. And until next time, love y'all. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to give another huge thank you to our sponsor, Deck Leadership, for making this episode possible. If you thought of someone while you were listening, send this to them. We want as many people as possible to hear this message, improve their mental health, and know that they are not alone. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening. And don't forget to tag us on Instagram at Mentally Shredded Podcast with your biggest takeaway so we can thank you for being part of this movement. Remember, together we can change the stigma. It takes all of us.